Welcome to Live Well with Southwell. Southwell is dedicated to helping you be equipped with the best tools and knowledge to make sure you and your family live a healthy life. Live Well with Southwell features interviews with experts across many areas of healthcare and wellness. We hope you enjoy listening and most importantly, living well. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Liza Tillman, and joining us today is Brett Walker-Rutherford, manager of the TIFF Regional Medical Center Sleep Center. March is Sleep Awareness Month, and we wanted to bring Brett in to learn more about what the Sleep Center is and how it can help you if you're having issues with sleeping. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brett. Thank you. So we always like to get started with our guests learning a little bit more about them. So can you tell us about your family, where you're from, and what your educational background is? So my educational background would be actually emergency medicine. Okay. So that's where I came from first, but I branched off into sleep medicine, Mm -hmm. and then I became a registered polysomographic technologist. I'm from Osceola, Georgia. I'm married. My husband actually works at the hospital. Oh, really? What does he do? PCT slash unit secretary on our heart and vascular floor. Okay. And we have two fur children that really keep us busy. Yeah, I can I can imagine. I don't have any fur children, but I know that they can keep you busy. Definitely. So how long have you been the manager of the sleep center and who are your providers? So I've been the manager of the sleep center for about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, current providers are our medical director is Dr. Juan Lee. Mm-hmm. And then we also have another sleep physician, which is Dr. Swathi Nutaki. Okay. I know we have two locations for patients to access for the sleep center. Can you tell us about both of those locations and where they are? Sure. So our TIFF location is at 1493 Kennedy Road. Mm -hmm. Um, We're about a block from the hospital. And then we have a sleep lab inside of our new hospital at Southwell Medical Center. Down in Adel, right? Down in Adel, Mm -hmm. inside the hospital. And we actually have a West Campus office that we oh, really? do CPAP education in and work with patients that need compliance. Okay, great. So two places to stay overnight, right? Correct. And, and then, then one for an office visit. Okay, gotcha. So let's start by learning more about what a sleep center is. What services do you offer to patients? Correct. So sleep center... Basically, we do diagnostic testing for sleep apnea, narcolepsy, let's see, low oxygen levels or hypoxia, Mm -hmm. any of that. Um, We offer a wide range of services. We do overnight pulse oximetries for people that need to qualify for oxygen. Mm -hmm. We do diagnostic testing for sleep apnea, Mm -hmm. and we do the therapeutic treatment, which would be CPAP, BiPAP, and so on. Okay. Do all patients have to come to us and stay overnight for a sleep study, or can they do it at home? Um, Not really. So it very much depends on their insurances. Some insurances require them to come inside the lab and stay the night. However, there are the other insurances that would actually prefer them to do it at home. Okay. So it really just depends on a patient's insurance. Okay. Why would someone, you are kind of already talked about your services um, at the sleep center, but why would someone need our services at the sleep center? And do you guys stay pretty busy? We do stay pretty busy. Our biggest reason somebody comes to us is because we hear my husband or my wife <laughs> says I snore. That is the number one reason somebody comes to us. Mm-hmm. We also have people that, you know, come to us because Other comorbidities can be a sign of sleep apnea, like high blood pressure, diabetes, Mm -hmm. heart attack, stroke. Um, 
the background, it could be sleep apnea that is contributing to those factors. So what is sleep apnea? So sleep apnea is where you have a pause in your breathing during the night. You can also have something which is like shallow breathing during the night. Mm -hmm. So that can also be sleep apnea. Um, There's different types of sleep apnea. Mm -hmm. So there's obstructive sleep apnea, central sleep apnea, and mixed sleep apnea. Um, And it just varies by what type of respiratory episodes you're having during the night on what classification you would fall in. Okay. And we don't know what those are unless we have a sleep study, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So if your husband is snoring... And and like you said, a husband or wife, right? Correct. It doesn't have to be both. It doesn't um, have to be both. Or, or one or the other. Um, they, and you recommend a sleep study to Correct. them. What? <laughs> and they don't want to get one, but the doctor would probably need to be the one to refer that, right? Correct. All of our patients come to us have to be referred. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, what can happen is get an order from your physician and they can fax the order right over. Or if they're a TIF regional physician, it can be sent to us electronically mm-hmm. and we'll work with your insurance and get you in and scheduled and shouldn't see what's be, going on. Shouldn't be too hard, right? No, not at all. So I think the the biggest thing I wanted to get across today was what do patients need to be prepared for when they come for a sleep study? What does it look like when they get there? You kind of mm-hmm. hear about it. Um, maybe people dread it because am I actually going to sleep? Am I, you know, is this going to be accurate? So what what kind of walk us through a, a night at a sleep study? Sure. So our patients start arriving like at 7 p.m. Once they arrive, they're greeted by our technologist who checks them in Um, shows them to the room. Our rooms are set up like hotel rooms. Mm -hmm. Then after that, then they'll go over some paperwork with you and tell you what to expect. Basically, it's a lot of wires, wires attached to your scalp, your face, um, cannulas in your nose, belts around your chest, stomach, Mm -hmm. legs, and then a little thing on your finger. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, we'll just monitor you throughout the night. We'll be able to see episodes where you quit breathing, shallow breathing, decreased oxygen levels, Mm -hmm. and we can see your snoring and how loud that you're snoring. So somebody's literally watching you all night long. long. So what do your patients say? It's probably not their best night of sleep, right? It isn't their best (laughs) night's sleep. However, you know, generally they say it's not too bad, but Mm -hmm. occasionally... They say it is the worst because they have all the wires. <laughs> right, right. And I'm assuming if you're having trouble sleeping, coming to a strange place, it's not your bed, and Correct. having wires and knowing somebody's watching you is, is probably not going to be great. But you do you still feel like you can get an accurate picture from that? Yes. And okay. we do get a pretty accurate picture. Um, we do have the occasional ones where they still have trouble sleeping. Mm-hmm. And then with those, we just work with their physician to maybe get a sleep aid or something for the night. Mm-hmm. So that way, hopefully they can sleep. Okay. So if somebody is taking, like, say they take Ambien or Lunesta or mm-hmm. something just off the top of my head, can they, are they able to take that um, for their sleep study? Correct. They can bring okay. it with them to their sleep study. We just ask that they do not take it until we get them wired up. Because it takes about 30, 45 minutes to get all the wires on you. Really? It does. Because we have to do precise measurements. Okay. And then how long, what time do you get to go home? We start waking everybody up between 5 and 530. Mm -hmm. And then you're usually ready to go no later than 6 a.m. Okay. So 7 p.m. to 6 Mm a.m. generally. Okay. So when I get the results of a sleep study, what is that going to show? I mean, what, what what are you looking for? Sure. 
It'll show what stages of sleep you went in during the night. Okay. It'll also show about your breathing during the night. That's right, yeah. Um, the different classifications of breathing. Mm -hmm. It'll show about your oxygen levels and how low your oxygen actually got. It'll show about your snoring. Mm -hmm. um, if you're on treatment where you're on the CPAP machine during the night, then it'll also show what pressure you did best on with your breathing. Okay, so you can technically have multiple sleep studies to kind of make these adjustments. Yep. Okay. So you said something that I know everybody's dreading if they come to you is a CPAP. Correct. Right. We don't want to have anything on our face and all that. What are the options now? And do you guys help kind of, uh, do you guys help patients figure out what those options are? Or is that something that the doctor works with them on? So, yes. So pretty much we will show you several different types of masks during the night. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, before you get started with CPAP. And then if you do still have problems, like say you wake up and it just feels uncomfortable, we can change out during the night to a different type of mask. Mm -hmm. If once you get home, though, and you get the mask and you start to have issues or anything like that, we do have the CPAP education clinic that we offer. That's right. Yeah. That we do work with you to figure out what's going on. Is there a mask that could be better? Is there something that maybe you're missing during the night? Mm -hmm. Basically just work with you to try to get you compliant because we don't want anybody to fail. We want everybody to be successful with CPAP. And what do you hear from patients who have an appropriate CPAP for themselves? It's working. Do you hear really good results from that? You know, everything, everything's working the way it's supposed to. And they're, you know, they're kind of used to it. What, what are results are you hearing from patients? So usually it's once they've been on it for a couple of months, then it's usually I can't sleep without it. Yeah. And if I do sleep without it, cause I forgot it one night cause I went on a trip or something for the weekend. It was like the worst night's sleep ever. Wow. So your body gets accustomed to it. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you know, once you don't wear it, you're going to start back having all them episodes with your breathing, yeah. your oxygen levels and all that. So, of course, you're going to feel tired because you came off your treatment for a night. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned that there's three different kinds of sleep apnea. What are the differences between those? So obstructive sleep apnea usually has to do with somebody's soft palate or extra tissue in the airway. Mm -hmm. um, central sleep apnea it usually comes from a place in the brain. Really? So, yeah. Usually with central sleep apnea, there's no effort whatsoever. Like, for instance, you have your upper airway, your chest, mm -hmm. and your abdomen. There's, like, no movement whatsoever with central sleep apnea. With obstructive sleep apnea, you will have your upper airway where it's not moving, but then the bottom two efforts will still be moving with obstructive airways. So it just varies, and the treatment is different for each one. Usually with obstructive, CPAP, BiPAP usually fixes it. Mm -hmm. However, with central and mixed sleep apnea, it's usually a different kind of mode, which is usually BiPAP ST mode, which basically gives a patient little bitty breaths to trigger them to breathe. Okay. Or um, an auto SV, which is auto servo ventilation, mm -hmm. which basically that turns around and the gist of it is it helps somebody kind of maintain their mm -hmm. volumes okay. during it. It also does give what we call a rate, which is a little tiny breast to help them breathe also. Okay. So just because if you don't snore, 
doesn't mean that you don't have sleep, have sleep apnea. apnea. Okay. Correct. And again, the only way that you can figure that out is if you come have a sleep study. That right? is correct. <laughs> so uh, I think that's a lot of really good information for our, our listeners. And I would love to know, how would someone get referred to us for a sleep study? Sure. Basically, what you'll do is have your physicians send us a referral. If they're not a TIF regional physician, they can send it by our fax. You're welcome to call our phone number and our office will give you the number to fax it to. If it is a TIF regional physician, then they can just put the order in and it can get sent to us electronically. So everybody has to have an order to get a sleep study or our CPAP education clinic. Okay. Is this something that you have to ask your doctor for or is it something they're going to recommend to you kind of based on what you've told them or is it a mix of both? It's a little mix of both. Some physicians actually look for sleep apnea and are well-versed in sleep apnea. However, there are other physicians that you kind of have to ask for it before they will order it for you. Okay. Generally, the specialists are the ones that are more versed in it than others. Than like your family Correct. practice provider? Okay. But if you if you went to your doctor and said, hey, I'm just having trouble sleeping, could you get me a sleep study order? Oh, That's yeah. That's really all it would take, right? Yeah, no doubt. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brett. For more information about the Tift Regional Medical Center Sleep Center, give them a call at 229-353-7425. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live Well with Southwell. If you have a question for a healthcare expert or a topic you'd like us to discuss, send an email to info at myselfwell.com. Until next time, live well.